Good evening. Our top story tonight, Josh McDaniels is out. The Las Vegas Raiders have moved on. They have realized their mistake. They get rid of Josh McDaniels. They get rid of their general manager, Dave Ziegler. They get rid of their offensive coordinator, Mick Lombardi. And they essentially get rid of their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, as well. Aiden O'Connell set to start the rest of the season. So we're going to be breaking that down. We're going to be talking about where the Raiders go from here. Let us know in the comments, in the comment section, who you think should be the next head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. But we're going to get into that. We're going to get into injury news around the NFL and more on Player Profiler today. Starting with Josh McDaniels, he has been fired. Josh McDaniels, now the first head coach in NFL history to be fired twice before the second year of his contract is up. Josh McDaniels, Hurricane Josh, as he was called with the Denver Broncos. It just didn't work out there, didn't work out with the Raiders, didn't work out with the Rams when he was offensive coordinator. Interesting note. Josh McDaniels lasted longer with the Denver Broncos than he did with the Raiders. 694 days with the Denver Broncos, an 11 and 17 record. Whereas with the Raiders, 639 days. So almost 60 fewer days as the Raiders head coach with a 9 and 16 record. Two fewer loss or one fewer loss and two fewer wins for Josh McDaniels. An extra three games with the Broncos, but he's gone. And he has four years left on his contract. Josh McDaniels can coast, sit at home, do nothing, and just get paid four-year salary by the Las Vegas Raiders. And so can general manager Dave Ziegler. This is the consequences of the Raiders giving out six-year contracts to Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. And some of the highlights in their 10 years together while they were running the show for Las Vegas was the loss to Jeff Saturday. We all remember that Jeff Saturday's first game as a head coach, fresh off the street, hadn't worked or coached with the team until a couple days before. And he loses to the Colts. Jeff Saturday's only win as a head coach also loses to Baker Mayfield, who didn't know the playbook loses to Tyson Bagent, who lost to the Colorado school of mines. Just Months ago, granted, I like Tyson Bajant, but it's just a funny thing to recognize that Josh McDaniels has had some embarrassing losses, and now it's over. It's over for him. It's over for J Dave Ziegler, the GM, and there's a lot of things that went wrong here, and it started with trying to instantly go out there and spend and sign big and pretend they're competitive they were fresh off the playoffs. They made the playoffs even after John Gruden was fired by the Raiders. They make the playoffs with Rich Bisaccia and Mark Davis brings in Josh McDaniel saying, all right, we're a competitive team. We're a playoff team. Let's build from here. But that was never the case. They were never that good of a team. They were never that close to winning a Super Bowl. They were not a Devontae Adams away from winning a Super Bowl. They gave up a first and a second round pick for Devontae Adams and gave him a massive deal. They were not. Chandler Jones, a 32-year-old pass rusher, they give him $33 million for one season with the team. And granted, no one could have seen what 
ended up happening with Chandler Jones and his uh, struggles with mental health and with the law, but they weren't a 32 million or $33 million, 32 year old pass rusher away from a Super Bowl either. They extend Derek Carr and that doesn't work out. They get rid of him immediately. They extend Darren Waller. That doesn't work out. They trade him to the Giants. Hunter Renfro, they extend him, doesn't work out, try to trade him, and they aren't able to trade him. Almost had a deal in place with the Saints, but by all accounts, according to one team at least, huh, I guess that explains why we got ghosted. The Raiders just stopped picking up our calls. They stopped talking to us. We assume it was the Saints that were going to trade for Hunter Renfro, but that is no longer the case. Raiders had no one to take the calls ahead of the deadline on Tuesday, and instead, Everyone gets fired. And also Max Crosby was the other contract that the Raiders gave out. The one that has worked out so far. And so the Raiders also get rid of Mick Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. And it's going to be interesting to see where these gentlemen end up. When Bill Belichick is asked, will they return to New England? He says that we are getting ready for our game this week. Just classic Bill Belichick. We're just getting ready for Washington. And so we've got more on the Las Vegas Raiders. What comes next? Where do they go from here? But first, we've got a word from the pod father. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5, whatever the under is on Canarius Tony, doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is, once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo, because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. Go to the App Store, get the Mojo app, and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to Mojo, start building your portfolio, and then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader. Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for Superflex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. Back to the news and back to the Las Vegas Raiders. So Mark Davis, the owner, saw the writing on the wall about a week ago. And so he started meeting with the veterans of the team, goes out and has dinner with Devontae Adams, has coffee with Josh Jacobs. He starts meeting 
with these veterans on the team to see, hey, how's everything going? What's the vibe like on the team? And because of the hopelessness of the players, that is what finally did it in for Josh McDaniels. There was no hope. There was no light at the end of the tunnel. It was just despair for all of these players across the Raiders franchise. And so a move had to be made. And part of that move is installing Antonio Pierce, former Giants linebacker, Super Bowl champion with the New York Giants back in 2007, the leader of that defense. He is now the head coach. And the reason he's the head coach, he jumps the defensive coordinator from linebackers coach to head coach. And the reason for that is he has the respect of players across the Raiders. We see Max Crosby against the Detroit Lions. He's talking to the linebackers coach, which isn't a big deal because they're both defensive players, coaches, whatever, but it's the seeking out of a guy like Antonio Pierce saying, hey, this is a guy that actually knows what he's talking about. This is a guy I trust, and the Raiders need someone that the players trust right now. Because if they had kept Josh McDaniels through the season, there was no way Josh Jacobs was coming back. Devontae Adams probably would have forced a trade if Josh McDaniels finished through the whole season. And now, at least there's someone that the players believe in, and maybe they can bring some hope into the franchise. Antonio Pierce, also from Compton, California, grew up as a Raiders fan. So this is just a fit all around. Hopefully it works out. We love to see these former players become coaches and then thrive because they get it. Dan Campbell with the Detroit Lions, he's not out there getting the credit that other genius coaches get, like Sean McVay and the like, Kyle Shanahan. Instead, these are guys that just are smart enough to know, let the players do their thing. Let the coaches coach their positions. And so I'm excited to see what happens with Antonio Pierce. They also have a new offensive coordinator. They have promoted QB coach Bo Hardegree, who worked with Adam Gase for a lot of years, was with him with the Broncos, with the Bears, with the Dolphins, and with the Jets. And then when it doesn't work out with the Jets, and when that whole thing blows up with Adam Gase, he jumps ship to the New England Patriots and then comes with Josh McDaniels to the Raiders. But he seems to be a rising star in the coaching ranks. Could be one of those boy genius, boy wonders that we all hear about. And Champ Kelly is the new general manager. Former wide receiver at Kentucky, played indoor football, went from playing for the Lexington Horsemen for three years, or four seasons, sorry. And then he became the wide receivers coach slash general manager. Never heard that combination before. Does that for a year, joins the Broncos, joins the Bears, joins the Raiders, and that's where we are today. So he is the new general manager. They'll get the rest of the season to try and right the ship. There will be a coaching search after the season, of course. The Raiders will be starting fresh, but based on what the Raiders do for the rest of the season, these two gentlemen could see their names involved in the conversation to be the head coach, to be the general manager full-time. The one player that we know will not be in the conversation full-time is Jimmy Garoppolo. He is headed to the bench, leads the NFL with nine interceptions, and they can't exactly just get rid of Jimmy G. I mean, they can and they will but it's going to cost them 11 and a quarter million dollars to get rid of him after the season. That's the amount of guaranteed money that Jimmy G still has left on his contract. And they have to do it before March. Basically they've got five days of the league new year that happens in March. And so in March, they're going to have to say, okay, Jimmy G, sorry, you're gone. You're cut. Otherwise you're going to know, owe him another 11 and a quarter million dollars. That'll be 22 and a half million dollars tied up in Jimmy G. No way the Raiders are paying that Jimmy G 
is done with Las Vegas. And instead, it is Aiden O'Connell. And when asked why Aiden O'Connell, why the switch at quarterback, the response was, he's our best quarterback. He's the best guy that we have. And this is a move that Devontae Adams had actually been advocating for that, hey, we got to start Aiden O'Connell. He is our best quarterback. I am watching him in practice. I am catching passes from him. I'm catching passes from Jimmy G. This guy is better. So Devontae Adams gets his wish. It seems as though it's going to be a more player-centric organization. And so maybe if things turn around, maybe if there is some hope with the Raiders, Devontae Adams stays, maybe Josh Jacobs re-signs. All of this will be decided over the next couple weeks for the Raiders. Is this a team that can finally find some hope after Hurricane Josh came in and riled everything up? We're going to see how it all shakes out, but... Where does Josh Daniels go? McDaniels go? I don't know. Do the Patriots bring him back? I feel like no right now, maybe in the offseason. I don't know. And I really don't care, but there's a lot of former Patriots with the Raiders as well. Jimmy G, Jacoby Myers, Brian Hoyer, Brandon Bolden, Jacob Johnson, the fullback, Adam Butler, the D-tackle, Justin Heron, the backup offensive lineman, and coaching assistant Danny Amendola. Once again, the Patriots thing doesn't work out. It just never does. It never works out going for the glory of Tom Brady's former friend. Guy had a cup of coffee with Tom Brady. Guy coached under Bill Belichick. Hasn't worked out. Doesn't work out. And speaking of not working out, the Jets tried to pull several tried to pull several trades that did not work out. They made offers for multiple wide receivers. They called the Buccaneers about Mike Evans. They called the Bengals about T. Higgins, and they called. The Raiders about Devontae Adams. All those calls were rejected. Jets get none of their wide receivers. Devontae Adams does not reunite with Aaron Rodgers. And the Patriots had calls about Josh Uche, which we talked about. We thought he was going to be a Jacksonville Jaguar. The Saints were in on Josh Uche. The Seahawks were in on Josh Uche, but then the Seahawks signed Frank Clark. Saints in on Josh Uche, in on Hunter Renfro. None of their trades work out. You have to feel bad for them. The Bears did make a trade work. They land Montez Sweat, as we talked about, and they are currently working on an extension. Sweat has all the leverage. Given that they traded a second-round pick for him, they're going to want to make that deal happen. Rashawn Gary just got signed earlier this week. He's making over $96 million over the next four years, so just under $25 million per year. Expect Montez Sweat to get about that contract, probably a little bit more because he has a little bit more leverage than Rashawn Gary now, given the pick swap. So the Bears are about to fork over some big money. The Bears are also going to be without their quarterback this weekend, Justin Fields. He did not practice today. Looks like he's going to be out again. Tyson Bajant going to be making another start. And the Bears will be without their running back coach, David Walker. He was fired by HR. This is the second time that the Bears have had human resources involved in the termination of one of their coaches, Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator. Now he resigned, but this is allegedly an HR issue. This is a separate HR issue from what is going on with the Bears running back coach, but either way, not good when HR is getting involved in NFL teams. You have to be doing something pretty egregious to get fired for HR violations by the NFL. And that might end up happening with the Arizona Cardinals. There's lots going on with the Arizona Cardinals with their owner, Michael Bidwell, and some toxic workplace allegations. We've heard this in the past. We've heard allegations of a burner phone that general manager Steve Kime would use to communicate with the team while he was suspended after a DUI charge. Lots of allegations flying there. Allegations of 
a berating a black employee in a racially charged manner. Allegations of two separate incidences where owner Michael Bidwell reduces pregnant women to tears. These are two separate occasions as well. Two separate women, two separate events, two separate occasions, and just more that goes along with that. Just everyone at work was terrified of the mood swings of Michael Bidwell every day. They were just waiting for something to blow up. So more is coming out about the Arizona Cardinals. We'll see if at any point the team is going to have to sell a change in ownership. Like we saw with the Carolina Panthers in recent years, like we saw with the Washington Commanders in recent years. Once this stuff starts happening, it's only a matter of time, typically, before something comes out that is just too much to come back from. So keep an eye on the Arizona Cardinals selling at some point. Maybe we can work together. Maybe we can scrounge up enough and we can become the new owners of the Cardinals. Speaking of the Cardinals, Kyler Murray says he is fired up and ready to go. Could return against the Cleveland Browns. Isn't decided yet. Sounds like we're going to get Clayton Toon anyways. Browns, either way, they're setting someone up for failure, right? I mean, Clayton Toon, first NFL start against Cleveland Browns. Kyler Murray, first game back from ACL against Cleveland Browns. Either way, setting someone up for failure. If Kyler Murray isn't activated this weekend, it's going to be Jeff Driscoll as the backup behind Clayton Toon. They've re-signed Jeff Driscoll to the roster. But other news and notes around the NFL, including the... Oh, no, done with the trade deadline. Wow. Thought we would hear more post-trade deadline. These almost deals. We heard about the Ravens going for Derrick Henry and Josh Jacobs. Maybe the Ravens were the team that were ghosted by the Raiders. Raiders almost had a deal for Hunter Renfro with the Saints. Get him back with Derek Carr. But it doesn't work out. Speaking of teams that dealt with the New York or dealt with the Las Vegas Raiders, it is the New York Giants. My apologies, including Darren Waller, the player who was traded, unlikely to play this weekend. He's got a hamstring injury. Sounds like he's going to be out multiple weeks. Sounds as though Darren Waller going to be headed to injured reserve in just short order with a hamstring injury that has plagued him since his days with the Las Vegas Raiders. Awful. Awful news for Darren Waller. Daniel Jones is going to be without his top option in the passing game, even though he doesn't treat him like the top option in the passing game. And yes, Daniel Jones is back. He has no restrictions in practice. Practice is in full today. Daniel Jones back as a starting quarterback for the New York Giants. Even if he hasn't been too good lately. And this stat comes from our friend Cody Carpentier. Shout out our guy, Cody, the Will Levis champion of the world. But Daniel Jones, over his past nine games, he has at least one interception in six of those nine games. And he only has four games where he's thrown a touchdown pass. Daniel Jones, frustrating, maddening, inconsistent Daniel Jones. And that's why Saquon Barkley is not traded because Saquon Barkley is the face of this franchise, not the quarterback. And that is never a good sign when the quarterback isn't the face of the franchise. Saquon limited with the ankle injury, probably just ramping back up. Saquon Barkley coming off that high ankle sprain, just being a little bit cautious like they're doing with Wandale Robinson. He doesn't practice today, but Wandale Robinson isn't going to practice on any Wednesday for the rest of the year. Looks like the Giants might have their tackles back. Andrew Thomas limited today. Evan Neal limited today. Looks like both of them could end up returning. Daniel Jones in his return might have both of his offensive tackles back. Great on the left side. Andrew Thomas is elite. One of the best left tackles in the NFL. Not so good on the right side. Evan Neal has not put it together yet, but he's still an upgrade over what they've been dealing with over the past couple of weeks. So they both could return. Chiefs going to be without Jarek McKinnon. It looks like he doesn't practice today with a groin injury. Maybe we'll hear that turnaround later in the week, but it looks like no McKinnon, which means even more Isaiah Pacheco, maybe a smidge 
of Clyde Edwards Elaire as well. And could Denaric Prince end up getting the call up from the practice squad if Derek McKinnon ends up missing time? Maybe. Just maybe. Wouldn't that be something if Derek Denaric Prince ends up making his debut? Cowboys without Tyron Smith today at practice doesn't practice with the neck injury. The Bills are officially without Josh Allen. He's listed as does not practice, but he was out there. He was throwing. He just wasn't participating in the reps and the drills and all of that. So Josh Allen doesn't practice. They're taking care of the shoulder injury that he has been dealing with for the past couple of weeks. We saw him going to the blue medical tent. Doesn't sound like they're worried about Josh Allen at this point. It sounds like everything's going to be okay for him long-term. Maybe this will plague him for a little bit. Maybe this will make him a little bit perform. Maybe it'll lower his performance just a little bit playing through the pain, but it doesn't sound like it's going to cause him to miss any time. Hasn't been a setback, so we expect to see Josh Allen as well as his new running back, Leonard Fournette, rocking the number five jersey. Leonard Fournette, not sure if he's going to be active this weekend. Might give him a week to learn the playbook and ramp up. But at some point, Leonard Leonard Fournette is going to be coming in for Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray is going to be relegated to RB3. And this is going to be a split. Leonard Fournette going to be taking Latavius Murray role. Before this week, it had been a split between James Cook and Latavius Murray. And going forward, it's going to be a split between Leonard Fournette and James Cook. Excited to see that. Excited to see Lenny back on the field. The Browns had Deshaun Watson return to practice today. He's still dealing with the shoulder injury. I'll believe he's returning when I see it. They're not making any decisions today. He's officially limited. Stafford, Matthew Stafford, doesn't play or doesn't practice today. He's got a thumb injury. Haven't ruled him out for this weekend. I doubt it. Very much doubt that Matthew Stafford's going to play this weekend. Then they've got the bye. So because they've got the bye, they think, okay, not going to rule Stafford out yet. He's not playing, but they're not ruling him out. Then we get the bye, and then hopefully he can return after that. But right now, Matthew Stafford doesn't sound like he's going on IR. Sounds like he's going to miss one game and then hopefully return after the bye. But we will see how that shakes out, how the grip works for Matthew Stafford. Titans going to be without Ryan Tannehill once again. So Will Levis making his second NFL start. See if he can throw another four touchdown passes. Shout out our guy, Cody Carpentier, for being all in on Will Levis. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't practice today. He's dealing with toe injury. He's officially questionable. We've seen this in the past, though. DeAndre Hopkins, one of the few players that cannot practice. And granted, they're not actually practicing right now because it's a Thursday game. One of the few players that can just not practice and still play on Thursday. So I think we're going to see DeAndre Hopkins, even if he is a little bit banged up, a little bit limited. Derek Henry practicing in full. He is dealing with an ankle injury, but he is removed from the injury report. Kenny Pickett. Removed from the injury report, he is officially going to start. It will not be Will Levis versus Mitchell Trubisky. Instead, it'll be Will Levis versus Kenny Pickett. And who are you taking in that matchup? I think I'm taking Will Levis. I think Will Levis, at least early, looking better than Kenny Pickett. And I am a Kenny Pickett fan, but Will Levis looking like something special. The Dolphins expect to have Teron Armstead back this weekend. His 21-day practice window is open. Made the trip to Germany. Practicing today. Looks like he has a chance to return on Sunday against the Chiefs. Raheem Mostert doesn't practice today. He's got the ankle injury, but the same thing happened last week. He didn't practice on Wednesday, and then he's fine. He ramps up throughout the week. So I think that is the new case with Raheem Mostert. I will not be surprised if he doesn't practice every Wednesday for the rest of the season and then gets a limited session in Thursday, Friday, oh, magically off the injury report. 
And speaking of the injury report and the magic that is played there, Atlanta Falcons, they have played some tricks with the injury report first, not listing Bijan Robinson. And then Desmond Ritter gets checked for a concussion. He gets pulled from the game. Then he gets cleared, but he doesn't get put back in. But it's not a performance-based decision that Desmond Ritter is off on the side and Taylor Heineke is in the lineup. But now, even though Desmond Ritter doesn't have a concussion, and it's still not a performance issue, Taylor Heineke is the new starting quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons. And of course, this is just Arthur Smith being Arthur Smith. He is a liar when it comes to reporting things accurately. He hates fantasy football, and so he is going to do everything he can to mislead us. But today, he comes out and admits that Taylor Heineke is going to be QB1, at least for this week. That's the decision that they've made for this week. Over the past 72 hours, this is the one-game-at-a-time decision, so we are going to see Taylor Heineke. It's going to be the fourth quarterback that Arthur Smith has had. We all remember he had Matt Ryan in his first year. Last year, he had Marcus Mariota, who gets benched for Desmond Ritter, who now gets benched but doesn't actually get benched, but he is actually benched for Taylor Heineke. So Taylor Heineke enters the lineup, and this is the fourth time that Taylor Heineke has been forced into the starting lineup. Usually, it's been due to injury rather than benching. He was forced in the lineup for Alex Smith when he ended up suffering his leg injury is forced into the lineup for Ryan Fitzpatrick when he goes down for the season forced into the lineup for Carson Wentz first when he gets injured. And then when Carson Wentz, he get Carson Wentz. No, Carson Wentz got benched the second time for Sam Howell, my mistake, but either way, fourth time entering the lineup also made one start with the Carolina Panthers back in the day with Ron Rivera. So Taylor Heineke is going to be the quarterback, at least for this week, it would be nice if Drake London was out there because Drake London would see a massive boost with Taylor Heineke under center last year. Terry McLaurin, when he had to play with Carson Wentz, he was the wide receiver 33. And then when Taylor Heineke was under center, Terry McLaurin was the wide receiver eight. Taylor Heineke, for all his faults, for all his flaws, he is a gunslinger. He's going to go down. He's not going down without a fight. He is going to try to throw his way out of every situation. He is a modern-day Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm excited to see Taylor Heineke in the lineup. You know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, I said in the preseason, when I gave my bold prediction for every NFC team, first I said that the Seahawks were going to win the division. It isn't that looking profitous early in this season. But I also said that the Falcons were going to make the playoffs on the back of Taylor Heineke after Desmond Ritter is benched. It sure looks like I was right, at least at this point. Final news and notes around the NFL. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts is asked about the knee injury, asked if it's better, asked if it's worse, and he just gets up and leaves. Jalen Hurts has said he's not talking about his knee injury anymore. It's a non-issue, at least according to him. He's going to have a brace on. I don't know why Jalen Hurts is being so coy when Trevor Lawrence is just being honest. That Yeah, I got to wear a brace. It's weird, but I'm playing fine. Don't think it hurts me. Jalen Hurts just being quiet about it, not talking about it. Either way, looks like he might have his right guard back. Cam Jurgens, who was drafted to eventually take over for Jason Kelsey at center. Right now, he's starting right guard. Looks like he's going to be returning to the lineup. His 21-day practice window has opened. Return to practice today. Julio Jones is going to be on the active roster for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. He is signed from the practice squad, officially a member of the 53-man roster. So Jalen Hurts, Julio Jones. First touchdown pass comes against the Commanders. Hopefully see a couple more of those as well. And Nolan Smith, they were asked about Nolan Smith. Nick Sirianni was asked, hey, why is your first round pick not playing aside from special teams? And Nick Sirianni was honest. Hey, 
We have three guys that had 10 sacks last year. We've got a pretty deep edge rush group. He'll get there eventually. It's nothing he's doing wrong. But for now, the Eagles have the deepest defensive line in the NFL, except maybe the 49ers are going to give them a run for the money now that they have Chase Young. But either way, this NFC is just loaded with talent on defense, loaded with talent on the defensive line. And that's going to be a problem for a lot of teams, including the Green Bay Packers and Jordan Love. When asked about Jordan Love, if he is the future of this franchise, if Jordan Love is the QB that will truly succeed Aaron Rodgers and start for multiple years, Gunkutz is non-committal. Doesn't really give an answer on if Jordan Love is the QB one forever and always. If he's going to take over for Aaron Rodgers instead says, I think we've got 10 games left. So we've got 10 games left for the Packers to decide if Jordan Love is the guy or not. And in case it wasn't obvious, he's not the guy. 